Today's feature presentation is Insidious, starring Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, Ty Simpkins, and Lynn Shay. It's not the house that's haunted, it's your son. Hey queens, welcome to Movie Queens. I'm Queen Demon, Robert Best. And I'm the evil queen, Javi Mabe. That's appropriate for you. I just thought of it right now. Oh, I love that. You're yeah. really mean to I'm me. I'm like on the spot today. Which bam, is... bam, bam, <laughs> yeah, bam. Okay. Bam, bam. Bam. <laughs> What's this podcast about, Javi? This podcast is about movies we love, movies demons. we hate, and... Oh, sorry. Robert, we have a script. <laughs> <laughs> and demons we love to hate. Yes. Okay. Well, for people who don't know, what are we? We are gay pop-up video podcast hosts. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They get it. They get it. I mean, and if you've been listening, you know that what we like to do is basically walk through the plot of a movie, rip it to shreds, and have a lot of fun. Of course. Before we get into it, I'm a little sad because this is our last Halloween movie. It is on Halloween. So sad. I would say I'm sad, but I'm thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Halloween. I won't miss ya. Well, everyone, happy Halloween. Happy hollow fucking ween. Sorry, happy hollow queen. That's right. Happy hollow queen from your movie queens. Hopefully you're having a good holiday. So this is a good uh, episode for today to celebrate Halloween. A scary film. So tell us about how you first got into this film. Well, I will be completely honest. The first reason I got into this film was the star, Patrick Wilson, one of my heroes and one of my all-time man crushes who I just, I would watch him read a phone book, basically. Patrick Wilson is the best thing ever. Okay, okay. And that's it. That's the only reason I like this movie. Done. (laughs) Horror movies are weird to me. I kind of have a love-hate with them Mm -hmm. because they give me anxiety when I see them in theaters. I am that person that screams and is watching the movie through sort of like my hoodie with one of my eyes covered because they truly just make me feel like I'm going to go into cardiac arrest. Well, we went to go see uh, Fallen Kingdom together for work, yeah. and you were screaming, and I was like, Robert, it's not scary. It's not scary, but when like I'm not prepared for something, and like a big dinosaur jumps out of the screen and starts to attack people, I all scream, Hobby. God. Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? I think so. I did see it in theaters with friends, and it was exactly as I just described. I was so terrified. Like, all the trailers look scary. The credits are scary. Everything about it. It's one of those movies, too, that it's so quiet that you just know they're going to make like a big loud noise yeah. and they're going to jump scare you out of your seat. Yeah. And it's crazy. I agree. So the first time I saw this movie, I didn't see it in theaters, but I did rent it. And I had this thing and it was called 31 Days of Halloween, where I would try to do something or watch something the whole month of October. This was one of the movies that I rented. And I remember Michael and I were watching it. And I just remember being so my hands were so sweaty. This movie honestly terrified me. And Michael was like that's it like we cannot do anything else like i've reached my limit (laughs) i completely agree with them because this movie really terrified me and the reason i liked it was because like they didn't use a lot of special effects it was done like old school movies which i really appreciated because it was it's just a really good scare yeah and it was exactly what you said i remember coming home from the theater of course it was late and it's the kind of movie that then you just every sound you hear like yeah. i had to run to my bed <laughs> i turned off all the light like i checked the locks like 50 times i'm not even a person who necessarily believes in like the nether world or spirit worlds but this scared the shit out of me and when a scary movie is effective like that it really just lives in your sort of subconscious like even if you don't think about it you're like wait was that a ghost or yeah. was that a drain pipe what's happening well when i had to rewatch this movie I saw it on Tuesday. Yeah. And I remember it, it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I, there was a point where I was like, 
I'm done. It wasn't even like 20 minutes into it. I was like, I can't watch this at night. Like, this is a horrible idea. Well, it's it's also a movie that like they they get right into it. Yeah, like, right away. From the minute the credits start rolling, you're kind of like, oh god, we're in for a terrifying yeah. time. Yeah. The yeah. music, the way it's shot, totally. everything. Because the credits are also done in black and white, which is really evocative yeah. and scary. Robert, tell us what happened in the year of 2010. 2010. Let's ground ourselves on some facts from 2010. What was going on? These are always interesting because when we talk about historical facts, it's always sort of like there's always depressing ones. So we're going to try and pepper them with fun ones. Like you'll add in fun pop culture ones and I'll give some of the horrible ones. Like the fact that the financial crisis and high unemployment continued. Javi, how about a fun one? (laughs) So this is like a a creepy one. But this was the year when Selena Gomez called Justin Bieber her little brother. That is creepy. Isn't it weird? But I thought you were going to be like creepy, like a horror film creepy. That's just creepy from like a creep factor. Yeah, yeah. Um, A fun fact, not as creepy as that, was that Betty White um, hosted SNL (gasps) after sort of a... Yeah, isn't that cool? Like that Facebook campaign, I think like a viral campaign started where people were like, Betty White should host. And she did. She was amazing in that. She was amazing. And that was super cool. Like when she was talking about her muffin being butter. (laughs) That's a Mean Girls reference. No, but but that was it. I know. She had like a whole thing about like (laughs) old muffin. It was just hilarious. My second one is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 hit theater. Oh, it did? Yeah. I had no idea. That's so cool. This is actually a fun one. Apple released the iPad. That was one of mine, too. Oh, my God. Now, here's what's crazy. Doesn't that feel like... So, 2010 was relatively recent. Yeah. It's hard to imagine a world without iPads. Yeah. But that was a thing. Yeah. And it's weird because now I use iPads to draw a lot. Yeah, so do I. Where before I would use, like, a... Cintiq tablet. A tablet. And now a tablet seems... Like, I don't know how I even worked with that. Yeah. The iPad to sketch on is brilliant because it's so portable. Yeah. So this iPad, is not a paid advertisement no. for iPads. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> Hello, Apple. If you'd like to sponsor us, please call us and leave a good rating. I mean, Apple, we do use that for our sketches on, on That's Instagram. right. Well, and this podcast is recorded with many Apple devices. So please sponsor us. And if you're not going to sponsor us, then everything we said is a lie. Allegedly. <laughs> a sad fact, again, there's always some horrible, like, disaster. And the one in 2010 was the magnitude 7 earthquake that hit and decimated Haiti. And that was just horrible. So I think we definitely need... Let's follow that up with a fun one, Javi. Okay. So my fun one is that Lady Gaga wore her famous meat dress at the MTV Awards. That is not only fun, it's disgusting. Her dress is now in some museum and it's now like beef jerky well of course it is the whole idea of a dress made out of meat like she must have been really fun to sit next to or i feel like imagine how cold that dress was well and just the flies and the fact that it's rotting on your body while you're wearing it i mean but it is a very ahead of its time dress because of what's happening now like the whole because the whole thing was supposed to be like i'm not a piece of meat like i'm more than so that's kind of cool that oh that's interesting i never even thought of that i just thought it was a really horrible fashion choice (laughs) that shows that i didn't look into it very deeply (laughs) but i know you love to analyze things i do okay for the movie part of the fun facts of 2010 best picture was the hurt locker best actor was jeff bridges for crazy heart and best actress was sandra bullock for the blind side. Oh, I was going to say, was she in? Okay. Yeah. Did you see that movie? I did. Did you like it? I did like it. It's such a heartwarming story. It was, you know, it was one of those, like, it was a very feel good. What I will say too, I just want to make a note. Oh, when I announced the Oscar winners, just to clarify, this is the movie that wins in the year. 
And as we know, Oscars are awarded for previous year films. So Hurt Locker was actually made and released in 2009. But the award ceremony takes place in the early part of the year, which is why when we list these movies that are Oscar winners, we're talking about they're actually movies from the previous year, but we're listing them according to the award show and when it happened. So if anyone wants to send a correction, don't. <laughs> okay, well, do you like how we talked about... Th- we haven't even mentioned the title. So what is the movie <laughs> we're talking about? <laughs> we did mention the title we did? in the very beginning. Okay. <laughs> so we're talking about Insidious from 2010. It's a horror film at an hour and 43 minutes with a PG-13 rating directed by James Wan, written by Lee Wanell, um, who also plays Specs in the movie One of the Ghost Hunters. And it's starring Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, Ty Simpkins, Lynn Shay, and Philip Friedman as the old crone. Oh. And also stars Barbara Hershey as um, Patrick Wilson's mom. Okay. She yeah. is so good at playing, not that she was crazy, but a crazy <laughs> character. She's great. She I was also Barbara in Hershey. The Black Swan. Yeah. She was also in Beaches. She was? Yeah. Who was she? She's Bette Midler's friend. That's not fucking her. It fucking is, it is? Bobby. If you knew a little something oh, about movies, shit. you would know that. Well, I'm oh, sure that you didn't know that um, this movie took three weeks to make. <laughs> I did not know that. And thank you for sharing that fun fact. That is a record. When you hear how much money it made, they're going to be like, best three weeks of our life yeah. ever. Well, how much money did it make? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the budget was $1.5 million estimated. It's cumulative worldwide gross, $97 million effing dollars. That is a bona fide motherfucking success. For like a... A, a horror film. And it was like a low-budget film. And a low-budget film that took three weeks to make. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it deserves every penny of that because it is a terrifying movie. Yeah. It's really well done. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Now, the two dudes, James, um, James Wan and Lee Winnell, the writer and director... They're known for horror and all sorts of things. Lee Winnell is known for the Saw franchise. He wrote and directed that movie. Which you love, which I confuses do me so much. <laughs> well, I love the original because I thought it was just really terrifying. It's so scary. It's it's super violent, which I don't love violence, uh, you know, and it, it kind of goes against, like you said, like it's sort of not who I am. It was one of those movies that I kind of was on TV during a Halloween week yeah. and I got into it and couldn't stop watching it. And I think I only could watch it because I was at home and could turn away because it's truly like horrifying. Well, remember when I was like, what's scarier, this or, or that? Saw? And you're like, well, I don't know, a puppet or a demon in your house. I was like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> a puppet that kills and murders you or a demon? I have so many fun facts about this. Oh, Wait. cool. Okay. The music composer, Joseph uh-huh. Basher, yeah. also was the demon in the movie. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? The, you mean the red-faced demon? Yeah. Which is the most terrifying character ever. Also, I think you like this because that's to do with music. Yeah. So the music, what he wanted to do was really scare the audience. So a lot of the music is like piano bangs or violin scratches or like all these different elements. So it sounds chaotic, which is true. Absolutely. If you watch the movie as well, it does that thing where when they're leading up to a scare, the volume just completely drops out. It's almost like too quiet. And you know, the quieter it gets in horror movies, you're in for a doozy of a scare. So just prepare yourself. Okay, I have one more fun fact. Okay. Okay, you know what this movie was inspired by? 
What? The poltergeist. Oh my god, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because it has to do with a child getting stuck in another world, and they need help from a psychic. Oh my god, that I did not piece together. I love that, because Poltergeist is a great movie I love that movie. It's so good. And we're talking about the original, right? Yes, but I like the third one the most. Oh, you like... Oh, that's an interesting I really like that one. So if you want to stop listening, I will say as well. So this podcast contains spoilers for the plot of this film, If you've never seen Insidious and you want to go watch it before listening to us, I would advise doing so. But just be sure that you've got holy water, friends, a number that you can call in case a demon possesses you. Mm -hmm. Stop listening now. Go watch it at home and then come back and join us. Before we get started, do you have any source shout outs that you want to say? My source shout outs are my usual IMDb, Wikipedia, and a Yahoo article where I read about Lynn Shea being attacked by Patrick Wilson. Interesting. <laughs> okay. She wasn't really att- <laughs> she wasn't attacked by him, but she has a great story that I was going to share about him. Okay, so for clarity on the characters, Josh is played by Patrick Wilson. Renee, the mother, is played by Rose Byrne. Dalton, the young boy, is played by Ty Simpkins, and Elise, the medium, is played by Lynn Shea. So those are the central characters. Philip Friedman, as I mentioned in the beginning, plays the terrifying old woman i love that a man plays an old woman that feels very modern i saw him at a halloween convention oh really yeah was he signing things or just scaring people and they had like a big mannequin of that lady oh that's so cool oh was it (laughs) (laughs) i mean it would you know give you nightmares but still very cool again spoiler alert stop listening if you don't want to hear the plot because we're going to literally give it away in the summary i'm gonna stop listening the summary a young family is just moved into a house filled with demons. The little boy, after exploring the attic of your nightmares, falls, hits his head, and falls into a coma. They decide to move to another house, only to discover the demons have followed. A demonologist and some ghost experts show up to share the horrifying news that the boy is haunted, not the house. The dad has to astral project to save his kid, fight demons, ghosts, and a horrible red-faced devil. Ghosts and demons terrify everyone and cause havoc. The dad and the little boy finally return from the further to safety. Or do they? Turns out the dad is haunted. He strangles the demonologist and we realize no one is safe. Here we go. Strap yourselves in. This is a terrifying movie. Let's go. So it starts out with, first of all, terrifying credits, right? God, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, because they're in black and white. It's kind of a camera panning over the house. And as it pans sort of around the house, you see that there's moving boxes, stuff that's not unpacked. And it closes up on a window. And what do you see? The horrifying old woman ghost. And you're just like, is that a face? Did I just see that? Or am I losing my mind? My body got hot right now because I thought about her. (laughs) It's scary. She's terrifying. fuck. And she has like a sinister smile. She has like, she's holding a candle. Like if a ghost is holding a candle, it's never fucking good news. I mean, yeah, nothing good about that, you know, sort of apparition. So... Then it quickly fades to Rose Byrne asleep next to her beautiful, gorgeous husband, Patrick Wilson, who I love. Patrick, call me. She kind of gets out of bed. You realize that they've just moved into this house. Her little kid joins her, and they're kind of going through photo albums. They're both wearing matching PJs, which is just an adorable note. Yeah, that's like a very, like cute mom thing to do and it sort of sets up that they're like this sweet young family you kind of fall in love with them immediately yeah. or i did anywho so they're looking through photo albums and the boy points out like why are there no pictures of dad and the mom's just like oh he hates cameras he doesn't like getting his picture taken a note that you have to pay attention to because that will be very 
important later on. Well, they did have a picture of the family altogether, but he wasn't looking at the camera. No, exactly. Like he's always, he's not in any photos. Yeah. And then in the one they do have, he's kind of not invested. The boy mentioned something to the mom about like, I hate my room. He's like, I didn't sleep well. And she agrees with him. She's like, I didn't either. And so that's the first kind of sign that things are not well. Yeah. Well, also the house itself, like they show the they kind of show the outside of the house and it just will forever make these kind of old it's like a craftsman's cottage but not it's quite it's a little bit bigger but sort of that same style yeah now whenever i see those houses i'm just gonna be like it's haunted there's demons don't yeah. buy it no i mean that's the first thing you ask the realtor is there demons is it i i honestly ask that yeah. somebody died <laughs> is this fucking haunted like the realtor is gonna know <laughs> yes they did and it is haunted would you like to see the demon lair please just i just want to get out of the way <laughs> exactly well when i was house hunting the first thing somebody told me is like somebody died in this house. And I was like, I'm fucking out. I mean, I mean that's a that's a deal breaker. Yeah, I think that, that there's also that thing of people actually will look for houses where murders happen because they're sort of fascinated. Why? That's not uh, good fucking yeah, karma. I have no desire to be in a house that's murdered. I mean, <laughs> I have no desire to be in a house where someone was murdered. Well, apparently everyone was in fucking Laura. Yeah, well... <laughs> You know what, Javi? I want you to get over Laura. We've moved past that now. Or have we? So Rose Byrne has been unpacking, not very successfully. She just gets like a few books out of a box. Yeah. Puts them on a shelf. She's like, we're good. I'm going to play the piano now. No, but those books are fucking scary. Yeah, because what happens is she's playing the piano, kind of. She's got a baby monitor so that she knows what's going on with her kids upstairs. And then she hears the baby suddenly, sort of with no reason, crying on the baby monitor so she's like god damn it i better go check out what's going on she goes to settle the baby but when she comes back to like the living room the books have been sort of scattered all over the floor okay you know that's not fucking good news no never ever like, did, I, did i ever tell you my ghost story no okay you have a ghost story yeah i do and it's kind of similar to this oh god you can edit this out if you want did it have a baby monitor yeah no i'm just kidding imagine <laughs> So I was taking a shower. My dad, when I used to live at my parents' house, he used to put his toothbrush on top of the frame for the window. Yeah. I was doing something and I knocked it down. And, I, and we had like a glass window for the shower or whatever. And it fell on the floor. So I was like, fuck. So then Gross. I went to go pick it up and like wash it. And when I went to go pick it up, it wasn't on the floor. It was on the toilet, like on the toilet seat. Mm -hmm. And I was like. Did you see it fall to the floor? I saw it fall on the floor. Were you having a hallucination? I mean, I hope I was. Because Were you I high was on like, drugs? I was like, you know what? I'm not acknowledging this because once you fucking acknowledge a ghost, it latches yeah, onto you. That's why you have to find the, you have to like search your brain for a rational explanation. Yeah, You're I'm just going to say I was on drugs. High on drugs. Yeah, exactly. Done. That's the answer. That's my answer. Not a demon. To it. High on drugs. Go, go, go. The books have been scattered around because she's high on drugs. <laughs> and, um, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. She then um, decides, like, I think she's hearing noises in the house like we're like currently hearing in my apartment. <laughs> Clearly there's demons here, Javi, get out. She hears noises like things clunking around the house. She goes up to search through the attic from your nightmares. It's literally the most terrifying space in the world. Why? Why? I'd be like, I didn't hear anything. I would yeah. just act fucking stupid. I mean, and when she opens the like creaking horrible door to the attic, like a furnace suddenly comes on and there's this like glowing fire. It's just, you're like, you need to leave that attic, that house, that city, everything. 
Attics and basements are never good. Like, if no. you have an attic mm-hmm. in a basement, just fill it up with concrete. So later that evening, their um, their son Dalton, Rose and Patrick Wilson's son Dalton, I love that I just use random names, mm-hmm. too. I refuse to use the character names. Renee and Josh's son, Dalton, decides to go in the attic, because, of course, that's where everyone wants to go. Doesn't the fucking door open by itself? I was just going to say, but he does that because all sorts of wacky shit, like doors opening on their own is happening and he's like oh let me go check that out which <laughs> if a door opens on its own that's almost a sign to say leave now like it is not saying... a sign to say go look what's behind exactly. it exactly <laughs> it's a sign to say get out like go the other direction use the other door anything use the window. but that door so poor little dalton goes into the attic he's on this ladder trying to turn on the light and of course the ladder breaks he falls he screams bloody murder, but it's not just like a scream from being hurt. It's like a scream that reverberates throughout the house. His mom and dad come rushing upstairs. They're like, oh my God, what's happening? And of course they look around and you're just like, yeah, he's in Satan's attic. What did you expect? <laughs> They're like, Dalton, don't play up here. This place is haunted. And they put him to bed and say like it's off limits. So being a horror movie, they waste no time. Next morning, poor little Dalton is not waking up at all patrick wilson tries to stir him they freak out fast forward to a scene of them at the hospital the doctor telling them that they can't determine he's not dead and they don't know what's going on but it seems their son has fallen into a coma yeah and i think the doctor says like he doesn't have an infection yeah. there's no brain damage but then after the doctor's like i have to go by but like no yeah. no come back and explain <laughs> to us what the fuck is happening not a very caring practitioner of medicine (laughs) he's just like i'm busy see ya your son's in a coma surrounded by demons good luck this is when shit starts hitting the fan three months later what happens robert oh my god so three months later poor rose Byrne is looking so sad and frazzled it's clear that the little boy is still in a coma because they've got like a nurse explaining like how to like feed him through a feeding tube and all this shit that was sad it's really sad and it does play out like already you're terrified they're living in a haunted house surrounded by demons. Babies are crying. Yeah. Rose Byrne looks frazzled. It's just... And she and the guy... And she's always home alone in the house. Yeah. Patrick Wilson, even though I love you, like, spend time with your wife. <laughs> you douche. She's, like, sadly playing at the piano, just looking, like, beaten down. I think she even kind of starts to cry. And there again, the little baby monitor starts kind of crackling and hissing. It continues to make more noise. She hears what sounds like not her baby's voice, but a very distinctly masculine voice. And then she finally hears someone shout at top volume, give it to me now. What's scary is the voice is like muttering, but like, it's like, yeah, like creepy. It's so fuck because it doesn't sound like a person. No, and it's crackling and sort of you're sort of like, is it interference? Is it just yeah. that the thing's shorting out? Yes. But the baby's crying full blast, like, like top of Help lungs. me from this demon now. Yeah. And when she hears that man's, then she full hauls ass <laughs> to her kid's room and is like, "What the f is going on?" Because of course she still doesn't see anything. Nothing. Nothing. You know, because that's what demons are. They like to just fool, you know, fuck with you. She tells the story to her very uncaring, sympathetic husband. And he's like, nah, it was probably just interference. Yeah, because this time it's like nighttime and they're about to go to bed. Yeah. And so she's been kind of explaining to him that things are not going well. She's not, you know, she's got a kid in a coma. She's got a baby being terrorized by demons. 
She's not happy. Well, also before she goes to bed, she checks on her little son. The little boy says, I'm scared of Dalton. And then the mom's like, why? And she's like, because he walks around at night. That's a red flag. If your kid <laughs> is saying, my brother who's in a coma is walking around, like, investigate that shit. Patrick Wilson's kind of just, like, not believing any of it. He sort of is like, uh, maybe it's just interference and this, that, and the other. So they're getting ready for bed. And what do we hear? We hear... So, of course, they hear knocking at the door, and you're just like, oh, it's, like, super late at night. She's just been harassed by a demon in her baby's room. Who could that be, Javi? Oh, my God. So, Patrick Wilson's like, what the fuck? So, they both are like, what? who's calling now? And now I will say, Patrick Wilson gets out of bed wearing boxers, looking very sexy, like a sexy dad. <laughs> I will just literally go on multiple Patrick Wilson rants because I love him. He goes, like, gets a flashlight. But also, when he goes to kind of look at who's at the front door, he peeks through the window. It's quiet as fuck, which you know is not a good thing. So he's kind of like, who's there? Who's there? Like, of course he doesn't see anything there. The alarm goes off. So then the alarm's going off. He's trying to turn it off. Roseburn's hearing more noise on the baby monitor. Well, and it keeps happening, right? Because doesn't he arm himself with like a fire poker? Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, but I don't think a fire poker is going to really help you against demons. What's happening upstairs? The most terrifying fucking thing. So, while all that shit's happening downstairs, Renee checks on the baby. And she goes to the crib. And this fucking man is standing at the edge of the baby crib. She starts freaking, she starts fucking yelling for Patrick. Of course. And she's like, hey, there's a man in there. And he runs up. They go back and no one is in the fucking room. At that moment, too, because she goes in and to see like he looks, if you had to describe a serial killer. That's him. That would be the man. And he's in her child's room. I mean, and uh, he's terrifying. And he looked like he was like also in black and white. Yeah, he looks kind of like he has no color. He looks like a dead corpse who's about to kill your baby. Well, he had like, let's like, he had long hair. Oh. He had like a trench coat on. Like a black, greasy trench. Like it just is all truly from your worst nightmares of what a murderer would look like. The terror doesn't stop there. No. Because <laughs> while they're upstairs checking on the baby, the alarm goes off again. I mean... <laughs> How many signs do you need that maybe you shouldn't stay in that house? This sign is good because when he runs downstairs, the fucking door is wide open. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, which is even more scary is you don't know if something's in the house or if they're out of the house. house. Well, also, your wife just saw like a demon trying to steal your baby. Your baby's noticed this demon. (laughs) Your son is in a coma because he revisited the like hell portal that's your attic. No part of this house is like soothing or good. I would would be like, we're staying at a motel sick. Anything. But what does he do? He decides to stay. He's going to go to work because he works at a school. He's like a teacher. And he's actually going to just not go home. He's like, that house is fucked up. I'll just stay (laughs) away. Right? Fun fact is on the chalkboard, there was a picture of the puppet from Saw. I know. I remember. Oh, my God. You're right. I was like, why did somebody draw Jigsaw on the (laughs) chalkboard? Because it was probably like, hey, it could be worse. You could be murdered by a puppet. Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. Sorry. (laughs) That was a judgment laugh. Um. So yeah, Patrick Wilson, as hot as he is, is kind of just like crapping out on poor Roseburn because he's like, I don't want to deal with the demons and babies and problems. I'm just, I have to stay late in great papers. So he calls and lies to her. She's then waiting for him on the outside steps of the house because it has continued to obviously 
be pandemonium at home. So he finally comes home and she's like, you, why are you being such a dick? And sort of she's holding on to, is it the bed sheets that has like blood splatter handprint? Yeah, it? it's on, yeah. it's from Dalton's bed. From Dalton's bed. That seems like a good sign. And she's like, you just can't deal with this. So he's like, no, I just, I, you know, I've got work to do. And he makes up some fucking horrible excuse. She tosses the bed sheets at him. She's like, you're an idiot. So they fight. They're not sleeping in the same bed. Patrick Wilson is like sleeping on a couch. She's sleeping in the room by herself. She also tells him, I think the house is haunted. It's like a sickness. But he has a weird dream that has a lot of flashbacky qualities where he sees like a red candlelit hallway and some wacky shit going on. And Rose gets visited by the demon again who fucking attacks her in the bedroom and things go fucking crazy. She's screaming. She can't take it. Finally, it sinks in to my husband, Patrick Wilson, that maybe they should fucking move. I think she's saying like, I I can't be here anymore. Like, yeah. I think at that point, I oh God, I just imagine you moving into a new house, all this shit's happening, and your husband doesn't believe you, and then finally it takes a demon to fucking attack you for you, him to be like, I guess we'll move now. Yeah, I think that's when you should reconsider your choice of spouses. <laughs> they move at long last. Thank God. Thank God. So next scene, it's like Roseburn and Barbara Hershey kind of unpacking boxes, getting ready to move into the new house. Not a lot going on. I think the mo- Barbara Hershey plays um, Patrick Wilson's mother, Josh, whatever his name. And she sort of notices that there was a photo of him. And she's like, oh, I can't believe you let him pose that he posed for this photo. Again, a reference to his aversion to being in photographs. Rose Byrne's just like, whatever. They keep talking. But she's sort of like doing small business around the house. No, no. At that point, question everything. Like, why do you say that? Should I be concerned? <laughs> Like, tell me everything. Yeah, she's sort of just glossing over facts no. that seem like they should be red no, flags. that is a red flag. While she's about to take out the trash, and what happens, Javi? Okay, this is honestly my favorite fucking part. This is why. Because I feel like this scene can happen to any of us. Oh, like, God. we've all done this. So here take we go. Are you, fucking wor- wor- are you fucking ready? I'm not. Go okay. ahead. She's kind of like throwing trash out and then she's going to take off the kitchen trash. As she's walking out, she walks to the side of the house and she walks oh to the front of the house and there's like windows. Before she walks out, though, she does put like a record player. So it's like this like song going or whatever. As she takes out the trash, she's coming back inside and she looks in the fucking window. The music changes to a creepy ass fucking tiptoe the song. creepiest version of tiptoe through the tulips that's a creepy motherfucking song on any level it goes like god (laughs) she looks inside and there's a fucking demon child dancing in her window well and it's just like what is how it's all so terrifying because you have to imagine she's just like wait we just moved here okay so then she looks at the second window and he's fucking gone uh yeah As she walks in the house, the music fucking changes to the, whatever was playing originally. Then the door shuts behind her. Of course, more things moving on their own. And Get out. I think at one point she sees that little boy run, yeah. run across the, the next room. The boy is now in the house, running about, <laughs> running away from her. She goes to the room in a rocking chair. Actually, you see like a door kind of open, so you don't know if somebody's behind moving the rocking chair. Yeah, and you can see that the rocking chair is moving <laughs> yes. out of the corner of your eye. Then she hears a fucking giggle. She grabs a hockey stick. I mean, grab a fucking stick, a gun, a, a knife, anything. Then she goes in her kid's room. 
she looks under a cupboard where there's kind of like a tape a fabric fabric covering yeah, it. Like she sees curtain. little shoes. She pushes back the cloth and it's just shoes. Guess who pops out of the fucking cupboard? That fucking little ghost child pops out of the top of the cupboard and scares the fuck out of her, out of me, out of the entire world. That jump scare was so crazy. I my heart stopped. And then she starts crying. I mean, at that point, start fucking praying. Oh my God. I got anxiety just hearing you tell that literally. It's so scary. So it just goes from bad to worse. Let's be honest. No, it goes from worse to shit. (laughs) It just continues to a downward spiral because Rose Byrne thinks she's losing it. So she's like, this is nuts. She calls a priest. She doesn't know what else to do. And also Barbara Hershey, Patrick Wilson's mom, She's like, yeah, I've been having a nightmare as well. And she kind of shares with them that she had a dream where she saw this demonic, horrific figure standing over Dalton's bed. And when she asked the demon what it wants, it points to Dalton. Okay, that is also fucking terrifying because it was a tall shadow with long arms and it, like long nails pointing like at the talons. sun. Ugh. Like, and she, while she's telling it, you're getting a visual of it. And the visual is so terrifying. So already you're scared because that's scary. And Patrick Wilson, who's kind of not believing it, he still thinks they're overreact. When Barbara Hershey finishes telling the story and she looks over at him, there's the face of a red demon right over his shoulder. Everybody screams. I scream. I throw my wig in the air. I don't know what's going on. They hear a huge noise in Dalton's room. They go to try and open it. The door handle won't open. It's jammed. When they finally push the door open, his room has been destroyed. And he's not on the bed. He's like on the floor. He's been thrown on the floor. It's effing crazy. I mean, call back the fucking priest. So finally, some ghost experts show up. I mean, because thank God. it's about time. But when the ghost experts show up, they kind of are surveying the house, looking around, taking readings, doing whatever. And they say something like, we can call Elise. And as we'll find out, Elise, played by Lynn Shea, is the demonologist. She's the real expert. Who was also in Nightmare on Elm Street. She's like a horror movie heroine i think people she's sort of a legend in the horror movie yeah. genre world yeah. well what do those two films have in common lynn shay dreams <gasps> oh my god you're right yeah. Avi. you're so smart i love see i love it just because i always make these connections that's why you're on this podcast <laughs> um when elise shows up it turns out that she knows patrick wilson from beforehand and she says something to him like oh i remember so there's all she keeps kind of hinting at like you're starting to get the sense that something went on with Patrick Wilson that nobody has talked about. Yeah. And that there's more to this story than would meet the eye at this point. I don't know why no one is asking any questions. I'd be like, why did you say that? What are you doing? What's going on? How are you going to help us? Like, these are all great questions to ask. So Elise, the professional demonologist, decides to visit Dalton in his room. So she takes the assistants, Specs, and the other dude (laughs) with her. And so Despex has this little sketchbook that he kind of sketches in while she tells him notes about shit. When she's in Dalton's room, the camera angle is from overhead. So first it kind of shows her saying very nice things, like, you're going to be okay. Like, she's basically sort of reassuring Dalton, even though he's in a coma. And then she looks up at the ceiling, meaning she's looking directly into camera. In the corner. And her face completely changes it goes from sort of just like this reassuring whatever to total horror 
And for good reason. Because clearly, she starts whispering to Specs all sorts of crazy shit. And she's just kind of looking up in fear, whispering to the dude. But she's whispering like this. Like, (laughs) like that. Like, not calm. Oh, no. It's not calm. It is. There is nothing calm about it. And Specs is scribbling furiously, like drawing as fast as he can, trying to write down where it's going crazy. And the corner of the room is this dark, ominous thing. Rose Byrne looks terrified she's like what's going on and patrick wilson is not having it he's like nope no more of this nonsense i don't believe in ghosts get out of my house so he kind of throws them out of the house because he's a dick and he doesn't believe anyone well the reason he flips out is because what does she tell them because she tells them there's a dark malevolent force that has come for your son and that your son his physical body is here but his spiritual body is not And she says, the reason these disturbances have followed you, it's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. Once again, please explain what the fuck you mean. This is why we brought you here. You need to be very clear on what the fuck you're saying. And she goes on to explain very detailed about that the son, Dalton, is astral projecting, meaning that he is able to leave his body and go into this other dimension called the further. The further is a place for damned souls and dead people who have been dead, where they just go to be sad and horrible and scare the shit out of everybody. You know what? I, I'm, I'm not that I'm okay, but like I'm okay with all that. The part that freaked me <laughs> out is when she says that there's entities in there. That's when I was like, oh, he's completely fucked if is, there's fucking evil entities in there. Is it the word entities? Yes, because it's never, it's never like, look at that entity. It's like, Oh, there's a shit. fucking entity in there. There's an entity. Yeah. It's true because she talks about how some of the souls, they just, they want a second chance yes. at life. They wish they could be life and they see Dalton who is alive. And so they kind of want to be near him. So this is the actual quote. So Elise goes on to say, there are other entities who are malevolent and have a more insidious agenda. <laughs> Ooh, so uh, scary. But he's still like, get the fuck out. What is he not understanding? Well, I think he doesn't want to believe that there's a horrible, taloned demon creature about to kill his son. So whether it's denial or just fear, like when you don't want to believe something, you're just going to kind of deny, right? Well, I like when um, Renee was like, you don't believe me. Like, I can't believe you still don't believe me. And he's like, I moved for you. Like, I believe you. But I would be like, you still don't. So <laughs> I wrote that down too. Cause I was like his version of believing her is like, I moved for you. Isn't that enough? Well, doesn't he also then when everyone leaves, he goes upstairs and he's- so, so when he goes upstairs, because he kicks them out of the house and he goes up to Dalton's room and he's kind of crying over Dalton. He's all sad because Dalton's in a coma, a little drawing sort of wafts to the floor of Dalton's when he looks at the drawing, it all finally comes together for him because Dalton has been drawing these visions of horrible demons, red doors, the further, ghosts, all these things. A rocking chair. Crazy shit in his child's drawings that paper the fucking wall of his kid's room. How are they just seeing these fucking images? I How the are they just thing. seeing it? My, my one reaction was sort of like, did you never look at the wall of all his drawings of demons and whatnot? And you know what I just thought of? What? They had to switch. Like, they moved. They moved. So, they so that had means to put- when they put the kid in the second home, they're like, let's hang up these very disturbing children's drawings of Lucifer and Satan. Like, well, thank God. This is when your boyfriend starts 
fucking realizing shit and calls back the demonologist. I mean, it's about time. Patrick Wilson, as cute as you are, like you have used no part of your brain throughout this film. So, Robert, can you explain what this entity, like, reading slash talking to Dalton inquires what happens then is elise is like okay we're good thank god they call the ghost experts back she's like we're gonna reach out to dalton we're gonna try and contact him and she has to put on the most terrifying sort of gas mask contraption in order to communicate with dalton in the further that you've ever seen and you're just like okay that looks scary enough like she might scare the demons now well i'd be a good thing when i saw it again i realized what it was so it's like robert said it's a huge gas mask so it's covering her whole face and it has like kind of goggles on the front and it's got like a weird hose off of the breathing part yeah but it also connects to the guy that's drawing his ear his ear so it's just being tunneled through his ear whatever she's saying yeah so specs the lee one all character who is the writer of the movie is Communic is writing down all her things in like his sketchbook where he earlier sketched the demon in Dalton's room. And he's using like a creepy fucking pencil. He's using basically like a grease pencil, which <laughs> I love to use for Not drawing. to write about what demons are saying. No, I use my grease pencil to write to demons <laughs> as well. The one thing about this scene as well, and this is like a horror movie craft thing that I love, is credit to the director. When they're shooting this scene, it's all in this really ugly, sort of sickly green light. Everyone kind of looks greenish in the face. And like the whole movie has this kind of green cast. It feels just like toxic and horrible. Well, they also have all these uh, flashlights. So when they see like a movement or any strange behavior, they'll start flashing. Yeah. So it's there to record anything that might be suspicious or entity-ish. So they start, or they make contact with Dalton. They, she's kind of talking to him. She's talking through the gas mask, communicating to Specs. But she is sort of saying things, you know, Dalton, can you hear us? Call and say something to us. And it starts to become apparent that Dalton is scared, and he can't get to them. Because she's like, what's, what's holding you back? Or whatever. I don't remember what she's saying. But Well, she does say, like, Dalton, like, can you hear me? And he's like, be quiet. Stop talking. He's going to hear you. And then then she's like, who's like, shut up. Like, why is she like, who's going to hear you? Who is it? And he's like, oh, no. The man with fire on his face. Yes. And then she's like, what man? Can you explain? And he's like, oh, no. He heard you. And then she says, can you find a way out? And he says, there's no way out. If I was the parents and my kid has just told the medium, like, there's a man with fire on his face who won't let me out. Stop talking. I would tell her to shut the fuck up. I'd be like, can you stop talking? (laughs) At least for 20 minutes. Just for 20 minutes, at least. We don't want our kid killed by the demon. Well, speaking of demon, who then starts talking to her? The fucking demon. Saying the most filthy, horrible things that we can't even repeat. What else does he say, Holly? Well, then he does say, I'm going to kill you and eat your inside. Oh, God. I would be like, stop writing. (laughs) I don't need to know that. Like, choose choose what you want to write. You can stop scribbling in your sketchbook. I think we're done here. Well, then after, I think it goes back to Dalton and it says, help me, help me. And he just starts scribbling it over and over and over. Now start fucking worrying. I I think the parents should be well concerned about their child. Well, it gets worse. So then Dalton just shows up, standing in the middle of the room. And you're kind of like, oh my god, it's a miracle, he's cured. It's not Dalton cured. Dalton is still in a coma, but now he's got motherfucking supernatural demon powers. He slams his tiny baby hands on the table. It knocks everyone on their mother effing ass, and things go full-blown pandemonium. 
Well, who shows up is the demon that scared the baby and that almost attacked the mom. He's back and he's like, didn't he pick her up and was about to lick her in the face? Yeah, but like I said, it's full-blown pandemonium. Demons are coming out of the woodwork. Dalton's throwing people across the room with his weird super demon power. It's just a shit show. And then I think, doesn't the medium grab Dalton and say like, leave this body, leave this vessel. And then I think everything calms down. You're way over your head at that point. Yeah, I mean, when you're shaking the poor comatose kid and asking the demon to leave him in order to get some kind of, like, calmness back in the house. Well, when they look back at the footage, they see that the demon was behind Dalton, like... Sort of shadowing him the whole time. Yeah. Oh, God. And those photos are so terrifying. Because it's, like, kind of blurry. And, like, uh, he's kind of, like... Fadish, but you can still see that it's got that terrifying red face. Wait, okay. When the mom comes back, Patrick Wilson's mom. Yeah, you know it's not fucking good news. Well, no, because she's now kind of like. So now we get into the whole reason of why Patrick hates being photographed. All of the backstory that kind of is tying all of this together now. So Barbara Hershey, Patrick Wilson's mom, in the movie shows back up, and this is when we realize Patrick Wilson was also an astral projector when he was a child. And the reason he's afraid of having his photo taken, because when he was a kid, his mom would take photos of him, and what would be over his mother effing shoulder? A terrifying image of this creepy effing ghost that's like an old kind of crone bride woman, like a veil with like, it's just... Black veil. But she's got the whitest like parchment skin. Okay, what makes it even more terrifying? Yeah. Is that every time he flips, flips through the pictures, she gets closer. She gets closer. The last picture isn't like her fucking crazy hand, like about to touch him. Yeah. Elise, the medium, also knew his mother because they had decided that they would just hypnotize him to forget about this, these horrible visions. And so he has no memory of any of it. Why would you keep those fucking pictures? Also, once your son's family has had to sort of moving from home to home to avoid being possessed by demons. That now it's your time to say like, hey, here's a book of what happened. Here's medical <laughs> records. Here's pictures. Here's photos of you with a spectral ghost. That, why? Yeah. Don't why hold keep back. them? Don't keep those secrets. That doesn't seem like a good anything. You're not a good parent. No. Elise says to Patrick, you're the only one who can save your son. Your son's out there. He needs you. We have to send you into the further to try and rescue him. So they concoct a plan where they're going to hypnotize Patrick Wilson and he's going to go into this other realm and try and contact Dalton and bring him back. Okay, if I was him, I'd be like, yo, how do I do this? Like, I haven't done this in, what, fucking 30 years? Like, now you're expecting me to, like, figure this out? Well, that's exactly what does happen. (laughs) (laughs) When they put him in the chair... And she's like, just listen to my voice. She sort of starts the hypno- hypnotism. Hypnotized? Hyp- hypnosis. <laughs> hypnosis? <laughs> we have trouble with words. When she starts the hypnosis, he doesn't believe her. He's like, this isn't working. I don't know what's happening. Only to realize that he's gotten up and he's walked away from his physical body. And he's now in a spectral state. I did like when he realizes that. It's like super cool. And she disappears. Yeah. Wait, also, a door opens and he decides to go in it. Like, why you know would you what? go into Haven't a door? You learned anything. Not, like, I'd be like, uh, I will use the other door. Like, this doesn't seem like a good idea. Here's another interesting fact. And tell me what you think, because you're good at analyzing stuff. I am. When he, when he goes into this spectral world, what house is he at? Isn't he at the first house? Yes. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. That means that that first house also 
Elise is all like, your son's haunted. But the fact that he goes back to the first house means that that first house had some fucked up shit in it. Well, that's okay. Which we find out is true because when Patrick Wilson is wandering through the house, he sees some weird ass family kind of reading newspapers, doing weird shit. What's worse is he gets like so close. He's like, hello. Yeah, don't he talk literally to them. can lick their face. Like, why even? Like, I wouldn't even acknowledge them. No. He's like, "Hey, do you know where my son's at?" Like, Patrick, don't say shit. If to you're them. gonna lick someone's face, let it be mine. Well, also, I think it's because that's where the boy had. That's where he first got oh, into a coma, so they needed right. to go back to that house. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, good point. So he's in that creepy as fuck house with these whacked out ghosts, and then one of the ghosts she fucking busts out like a double barrel shotgun and kills her whole ghost family. It's all fucked up. Well, what's worse is that he hears, like, what's that thing when you, like, pull back the gun? Like, that yeah, noise? Yeah, she loads the gun. Warning one. Get the fuck out. <laughs> then he hears shotguns run yeah. towards them, mm-hmm. and then the whole family's dead, and the ghost that has the gun is smiling. Like, get the hell out of the house. I mean, but you're like, again, you're in the further. So I'm not sure what protocol is when you're in another dimension. But I would be like, Elise, I'm ready to come back now. Okay. What I did like is when he was going through is that they would flash to the kid's drawings. So he knew he was going the right way. Totally. Then he gets up to the attic, which is just, again, the attic from your nightmares. It's like dark as fuck. And the door that was the furnace in real life is this glowing mother effing red door that basically looks like a portal to hell. Uh, And then he finds Dalton, right? Well, not before. When Patrick Wilson finally goes through that red motherfucking glowing door, which should not ever be opened, who's waiting for him on the other side? That fucking fiend ghost that haunted them the whole damn movie. Exactly. The one who was yelling in the baby monitor, attacking his wife. And that would just... So he, of course, full-on attacks Patrick Wilson, Josh, whoever, and they get into this big ghost battle but Elise can tell that shit's going down. So she's like, you're stronger than them. You're alive. You can overpower them, which he finally does. When he pushes the crazy fiend off him, he then realizes he's full on in fucking Satan's lair because it's red. It's glowing. He can hear Dalton crying. So he knows he's close. But when he looks up too, there's like a weird kind of like... It looks like hell. It looks like hell. (laughs) It's glowing. There's like weird puppet things moving. Like toys, Toys. drums, a piano. It's like a piano, right? Yeah. And what's amazing is all of these elements, for some reason, are so terrifying in this aspect that you're just like, what is happening? And there's some weird like spinning wheel, sewing machine thing, and a close-up of these claws being sharpened. It's... Just get the fuck out now. Well, what song is he playing? And of course, on the phonograph or whatever the fuck it is, they're playing Tiptoe Through the Mother and Tulip. Like his favorite song. I mean, Unshuffle, repeat. Yeah, that is a really great example, though, finding some random ass piece of music and turning it into this terrifying music sting. I just imagine being Dalton, being no. chained to a fucking whatever. Don't want to do it. Seeing mm-hmm. that demon because Dalton's on the bottom and the demon's like on the top. Yeah. And then hearing that song over and over and him sharpening his claws. Like, that is so fucking terrifying. Because you're stuck in there. Well, what happens when the dad finds him? So, Josh finds Dalton, finally. Unchains him. But then... Dalton is like, oh my god. And the dad's like, 
what's wrong? He's like, he's staring right at us. We get a close up oh of God. the demon's yellow eyes Glowing staring at yellow eyes staring at Patrick and Dalton. Oh God. And he's like furious that they're going to fucking escape. And he's mad as literally mad as hell because they're in hell. <laughs> so yeah. So they need to beat a hasty mother effing retreat out of there. Josh picks up Dalton. They're going to start running for it. The demon now is pissed and all of his powers. And chasing them. Chasing them. Every ghost, every demon, every bad spirit is aiding and abetting him. Shit at the real house is kicking into high gear as well. Flashbulbs are popping. Shit's going off. The ghost hunters are being attacked. One of them opens a drawer, a hand lurches oh out God. and grabs them. Doesn't the baby monitor talk again? The baby monitor. Throw that away. Yeah, just everything's possessed and kicking off. And it also seems as though Patrick's convulsing and choking and dying. Mm-hmm. So things are getting very dire. Roseburn's kind of calling out to them, like, follow my voice, come back, come back. So everybody's losing their fucking minds. Well, also in the further, when... Patrick and Dalton are trying to run away. Like at one point he's like, Dalton, go like run. Cause he doesn't, he see that witch lady. Yes. So Patrick Wilson, finally, he still sees the crazy witch lady from his childhood. And he tells Dalton to just keep going. He's like, you go ahead. Why would you separate? I know that seems like in such a, fucking... a bad idea. You're in an alternate. Yes. Like you've got very few friends there. Yeah. Keep the ones you have close to mm-hmm. you. And also it's your son. He hasn't done a great job of finding his way home. Yes. So guide him, you idiot. But he doesn't. He decides to stay and face his fears. And he's kind of screaming at the old witch, you have no power over me, blah, blah, blah. And Dalton comes back into the real world, only to be followed by the red-faced mother effing demon who's now like crawling on on the walls. walls, On fucking walls. And like scratching and there's crackling noises. Like it is so terrifying at this point. And Dalton is grabbed, his little foot is grabbed from under the bed. It plays into every horror movie trope that is just so scary. Well, he's not crawling on the walls like how I would crawl on the floor. He's crawling like a lizard. And it's like he's a talon-fingered demon monster. The good part is (laughs) that Patrick Wilson, is that his name? Yeah. Does. The dad. The dad does end up like making that witch lady disappear. Yeah, like, he's like, you have no power yeah, on me. And she, and she like kind leaves. of recesses into the background when yeah. he screams at her. Well, how do they get rid of the demon? The boy finally kind of finds his... Pa- Dalton finds his power and everything calms down. He wakes up. Yeah, yeah. And they realize that like, oh, everyone's back safe and sound. Like Elise is like, thank God. The mom, Barbara Hershey, Rose Byrne, they're all kind of like, oh, Dalton's awake. He's alive. Yeah. He got out of the further. Well, I think they're in the kitchen and he's eating spaghetti because yeah, he's, he's been food. E- he's been like sleeping for like eternity forever and patrick wilson and elise right yeah are in the living room tell us what happened elise says something to the effect that i guess we can get rid of these old photos because they were the photos of patrick as a child with this horrible sort of this old woman ghost in his uh, over his shoulder and she starts to put the photos away but she notices something about patrick's hand while patrick's kind of milling about she sort of sneakily grabs a camera and quickly takes a photo of him in his face. He turns on her like an enraged, crazy person. Like this. And he chokes her and chokes her and starts to truly and very vividly choke the life out of her. Well, what's interesting is as he's choking her, 
he's saying the same things that were written in the book. So you're like, what's happening? What's happening? happening? Totally. It's a totally weird flip. He's cursing at her. We're all confused. He's just losing it. And you're sort of like, this does not seem like the right reaction for just having a photo taken. Well, Renee kind of hears this commotion because she's in the kitchen and she goes to the living room or whatever. And she sees... She sees that Elise is dead from having been choked to death. And she's calling Patrick. She's screaming for him, screaming for him. She's like, oh my God, Josh, where are you? She finds the camera. They kind of flash and they see, you see that the reason Elise was so concerned when she saw Josh's hands is because the hands looked like... Like an old woman's creepy, rotting hands. Who was in the picture? So when Renee looks at the photo in the last shot of the camera, it's a picture of the old woman in the black veil. And then when she, Patrick says to her, I'm right here. And when he puts his hand on her shoulder for her to turn around, it's not Patrick's hand. It's the hand of the old woman. Oh my God, that was so terrifying. So the end or is it? No. And if you keep watching the credits, what do you see? The old woman again. Blowing out the candle. I mean, stop selling her candles, everyone. Yeah, and don't She's probably getting at the Wiccan store. Have a go- <laughs> A ghost with candles is never up to any good. I mean, the end. I mean, it's not. And it's not. It's just the setup of what has become now a brilliant horror film franchise. But it is... I'm actually just anxious even talking about it because it's so scary. Did you know that this movie sh- shares universes? Yeah. No, like I it, didn't know. What, what do you mean? They all connect. Like, all these movies, like... Insidious. Insidious. Annabelle. Annabelle. This one. Like, they all connect somehow. Yeah. Like, Saw. And did you also know that it was supposed to be called The Further? Oh, wow. That's cool, huh? That is cool. I love that it's called Insidious, because that line when she talks about entities, like you said, and she uses the word Insidious. Doesn't doesn't Insidious mean evil? Insidious does mean, like, nefarious, like, up to no effing good. I mean, yeah, and clearly. Clearly, these are demons that are very insidious. Okay, so what did you think about this movie? It is one of, for me, one of the scariest horror films. And like I said, I have a love-hate. I don't love horror genre, but I do love this movie, not just because of Patrick Wilson. I think it's brilliantly done. It has jump scares. It's really quiet. But once it kicks into full gear and the visual imagery of the demons, the red-faced demon, the further, the house is all just the stuff of your nightmare. I really like this movie. And I think they did such a great job with the second movie and the third movie and they, how they all connect. And because the second movie picks up right after the first one. Yeah. Like, it's just like, there's no breaks. And I haven't seen the last, or is it called? The Glass Key, which is the yeah. fourth one. Have you seen the third one with the girl? I love that building, one. Which is the prequel. Yeah. So it kind of sets up, right? How I, I think it's backwards. So like the yeah. key one, the third one, the second one, and the first one, that's the order it should yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, totally. Okay. It's, they're all terrifying. And it is a really brilliant franchise it also is a testament to the director the writer yeah i mean they know this genre they do it really well i think like i said earlier it deserves the money it made because it was scary as f well what other movie are they working on uh oh la llorona yeah yeah that's right so we'll see how that and goes. i think it's the producer uh james wan who directed insidious is the producer for la llorona which okay. means the crying woman Ooh. okay so highlight and low light Highlight for me is the vis- everything about it from visual is, from a visual point of view, like the setup, the quietness of how quiet it is before the scares happen. Yeah, 
the scares are just so then like you're just in total dread the minute the first time the books fall off the shelf and that baby monitor kicks off to that red face mother effing demon and of course patrick wilson in everything is a highlight low light that we didn't get to see Patrick Wilson's butt because <laughs> he usually gets naked for his film. So I was very disappointed. I mean, you saw him in his box. That was not enough. I need a little bit more, but so, I'll take it. My highlight was, yeah. uh, I think they did such a great job with uh, scaring the audience yeah. with just easy things like the music changing, the when she was taking out the trash, the shadow of the demon. Like It was so sim- simple, but it was so effective. My low light is how much this fucking movie terrified me because these movies <laughs> re- i'm i'm very critical with scary movies i'm yeah. very like if the trailer doesn't scare me chances are the movie's not going to scare me and all these movies were amazing and terrifying i have to say if i was a parent i would never use a baby monitor ever again or a camera or a pencil <laughs> or a piano nothing none of it Nope. I wouldn't let my child do drawings that I would hang on his wall. Nothing. None of that. Okay, so Rob's. Yes. Would you recommend this movie? I would, but I would recommend it with like a warning, meaning make sure that you're in a safe place with people you love, surrounded by light and love, because otherwise you won't be able to sleep. I totally recommend this movie. I mean, it's going to scare the shit out of you. (laughs) This is a good group movie to watch. Yeah, actually, that's a really good idea. Watch it with a group because then... Not by yourself. No. If demons show up and don't watch it when you're alone at home. (laughs) Yeah, don't. Because then you're just going to think like every creak of the floorboards or pipe that might make noise, you're sure is like the further coming to get you. I also want to ask the audience, maybe in our rating comments, if you guys would like us to do the second one. Yeah. Because it it's uh, then you find out what happens to everyone. What's your emoji rating? Creepy red mask number one. Why? Hmm, I wonder. Creepy red mask number two. Mm-hmm. Flames. Flames at the side of my face. <laughs> and a coffin. All good. Yeah. All good and terrible. I mean, Terrifying. imagine if somebody saw, you, you sent those emojis to someone. You're just like, hey, check it out. <laughs> Mine is the red faced devil. Of course. Somebody sleeping in a bed. Oh, Dalton. This like creepy eye emoji that I didn't know we had. <laughs> Is it the demon's eye staring yes. at, you, at your soul? Yes. Yeah. And also a piece of paper with pencil scribbling on oh, it. Oh, saying horrible mean things from the further. Yes. Well done. That's the movie in a nutshell. Uh, a good movie to watch for Halloween. If you need to watch a movie, recommend this movie for sure to watch it today. Oh my God. It's a perfect movie for like a Halloween party. It's actually a good movie to have in the background during a Halloween yeah, party. Yeah, that's true. All the visuals are horrifying we wanted to give a superstar shout out to the following people angel nina and my fiance michael thanks for the review <laughs> i love how they're all close friends and family but we're not ungrateful so if you want a superstar shout out feel free to send us ratings and reviews on apple Pie- podcast podcast on apple podcast <laughs> oh my god let's do a podcast where we talk about pies i would be in on that well, speaking of podcast, where can they find us, Robert? They can find us on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. They can find us on Stitcher and Google Play. Remember to follow, listen, and subscribe because that's how we get sponsorship. And our, we're hoping we'll get uh, Doritos Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch Doritos, here we come. Also, f- please feel free to rate us, tell your friends, tell your frenemies, anyone that you love, tell demons, entities. <laughs> 
tell witches, tell demonologists. So, can you give the audience our email? Yes, our email is moviequeens, K-W-E-E-N-S, at gmail.com. Be sure to write to us with comments, fun facts that you may know about the movie, or just give us recommendations for movies you'd like to hear us review. Also, follow us at Twitter and Instagram. Same name, M-O-V-I-E-K-W-E-E-N-S, for fun content and uh, fun sketches that we'll post. Hey, Javi, what movie are we going to talk about next week? But first, a warning. Now a warning? Ha! You gave it away. It is <laughs> our favorite all-time movie, Death Becomes Her. Well, one of our favorites. One of our many favorites. Definitely a favorite. Can you, so like, excited. not breathe? Can I not breathe? <laughs> Oh, I get it. You're already quoting the film. Well done. So thank you guys so much for listening. Special shout out to Jeff Smith for title music and production. We hope you love listening to Movie Queens as much as we love recording it. Or love to hate it. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. That was good. Oh, you sounded like a demon. <laughs> <laughs>